I'm a zombie. I've been bitten. You're listening to the survival podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I am not Bob. I'm actually Ryan Murphy, a Canadian. That's why I sound so nice. I don't know. Anyways, uh, Bob just does this so much better in terms of calling me a Canadian. Anyways, uh, Bob is not here. He's working, but I am joined by the ever-busy Zombie Lord. How's it going, Lou? It's going, and uh, we certainly have some stuff to talk about too tonight. Yeah, it felt like the 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 news is kind of it had to be addressed because it's only going to get thicker and and creepier as we move on. But we w- let's start on a positive here and talk a bit about extra life. Uh, we mentioned it last week. Uh, we're, we've got some more details. We were kind of like planning on the show as to what we could do because every year I like to do something different specifically for the Zamp audience. It's a gamers in initiative, but like it's very dear uh, to to me, Extra Life. So if you go to extra-life.org/participant/ryanmurphy and donate to me in the name of Zamp, we're gonna do something special. Uh, Lou and I, mainly me, but but Lou is gonna help me out. He's gonna coach me. We're gonna play Resident Evil Seven, and for every donation, I will play thirty minutes on stream during our twenty-four hour Extra Life stream. And that is on October 27th. We're locking that in. It looks like that's the day. So October 27th, I'll be playing video games for 24 hours at twitch.tv slash ryanmurphyca. And if you donate in the name of Zamp, I will play Resident Evil 7 for 30 minutes. And that's cumulative. So as many donations as we get, that times 30 minutes. I mean, like, it's not going to be a 24-hour... Resident Evil stream. We, we will probably cut it off at, at a, a time that makes sense because um, the, the stream is for is for all of our audiences, but uh, it'll, it'll be a good chunk if, if people are really generous. I will. Here's the thing. I actually didn't, we didn't think about this pre-show, but uh, if it becomes a crazy amount of donations and a crazy amount of, of gameplay for Resident Evil 7, I will stream those 30 minute chunks at a later date before the end of the year. So for every donation that comes in, 30 minutes. We, we will seven. stream them and break them up over a couple of weekends. How's yeah. that? Yeah, exactly. And and we're also planning to do that anyways for Extra Life. Um, as our schedules are a little weird, November is crazily busy for everybody. So uh, yeah, we'll certainly split it up. And I promise that every 30-minute chunk will be streamed in some fashion. You can check out uh, our, our Twitter, at Zombies Podcast, for more details as as we uh, talk more about it. But go to extra, extra-life.org slash participant slash Ryan Murphy and donate today. Thank you, everybody. Lou, uh, I, I appreciate you coming alongside me as I finally trek through Resident Evil 7. I know I'm, I'm fairly behind on this, but what I'm not behind on is The Walking Dead final season. I seem to be the only one uh, walking down that path. Uh 
Uh, you won't be walking down that path much longer, sir. No, that's uh, it's really unfortunate, this news we, that, that Telltale yeah, shut down. We, the big news this week is that Telltale Games laid off 275 employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're holding on to 25 employees to finish up a project that is in deal with Netflix. And then they are shutting their doors. Um, yeah. The 275 employees were let go and laid off without a severance package, which is not, uh, which violates the law, both state and federal laws. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they're being sued by their, uh, by their employees. Um, it's looking to be a real mess. It's, uh, it's an incredible it. mess. Like it's, it, this is, this came out of left field. We'll talk a bit more about that. But this this came out of nowhere. We we there was no inclination that the the, the game the studio was gonna just just end. You know, there were rumors floating around that they were in financial trouble. Sure, but no one knew. Even inside internally, like their HR department didn't even know it was this bad. Um, yeah, they thought. I, I was gonna say I was just gonna say it was interesting when they announced that they were keeping twenty five people behind, and a lot it of folks were were thinking, the, oh, they're gonna continue the Walking Dead final season because no, that would the, be an obligation to your partners and and, the, and people the, who have... the twenty five people being kept are to continue and finish up the Minecraft story mode for Netflix, which is weird because. I, I dug a little uh, bit more on the, this Netflix thing for for uh, for Minecraft, and it's it's literally just taking the game and doing an interactive YouTube adventure. Basically, they have a couple of them on Netflix. They're not anything special. It's just the telltale property of the Minecraft video game being turned into a Netflix point and click adventure. Well, from what I understand, one of the reasons why this project is being finished is Netflix has already paid in full for it. Yeah. And that if they do not finish this pro this product, basically Netflix can come in and, uh, sue them for bigger money than any of the other lawsuits. Um, their former, their former CEO, Mm -hmm. um, who resigned in 2017 or was let go in 2017, he has already been in the process of suing them for the last year. Yeah. Um, apparently the board of directors was making all the decisions and not allowing him to uh, make decisions from what I understand. And uh, they were undermining him at every turn. And so he was let go. And they were placing a lot of the blame of problems internally on him as CEO when he really wasn't making any of the decisions. Uh, and he is suing them. And he said that even when he left a year ago, they weren't in the kind of financial problems that they are in right now. Yeah, it's it's a real st- sticky mess and, and, and it gets worse For- with... Yeah, and from what I understand, the reason they were let go is they had a deal with Lionsgate mm-hmm. and a deal with some Korean uh, game development company. Mm-hmm. And the Korean development company and the Lionsgate, Lionsgate pulled out literally like the day they were supposed to finalize the paperwork and gave no reason as to why. And as soon as Lionsgate pulled out, the other company, the Korean company, 
heard about Lionsgate pulling out, and they pulled out as well. Um, and this was supposed to be uh, like $30 million of incoming revenue so that they could finish up projects. Yeah. And that's why this that's why they went belly up. And so suddenly too because it because yeah. it was abruptly a lot of employees you can find a lot of uh, testimony on on Twitter uh, we'll link a couple of Kotaku articles that kind of break it down a bit. But the fact that these employees were left with no severance uh, you know health benefits to the end of the month um, and and no, they they weren't even they were escorted from the building and then brought back in a couple of days later to collect their things. Yep, they were um, given thirty minutes to vacate the premises, mm-hmm. and then they were allowed windows the following weekend to come in and pick up uh, their, their things personal stuff. You know, yeah. it, it, it's it's really gross. And honestly, I've been a I've been both a defender and sort of a critic of Telltale as they've continued to use an aging engine. And the fact that their games were just duplications of the previous one with with new stories and, and some new characters sometimes, but but honestly, I thought the Walking Dead stuff was always their strongest, except for Michonne. Um, yeah, it, I I've been their harshest critic mm. uh, easily, but I've enjoyed many of their games. I love the first two Walking Dead games, and uh, the Tales from the Borderlands is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, and so wasn't the wolf among us. Oh. They've had they've had fabulous games come out. It, it, from what I understand, uh, the board was the one that made them make Michonne and mm. the Batman games, which were their biggest flops. Uh, yeah. Supposedly, that last Batman game, which they rushed out, um, that sold so badly that like. That didn't even sell like a third of what it was expected to sell. Yeah, and and a lot of a lot of the decisions, like you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, felt very much like a, oh, that's doing popular. We need to we need to hit that one up. I I wanted to play it, but I never got a chance to. It just didn't really light the world on fire. Game of Thrones was another one that kind of felt I like a hot the game, commodity. The game, oh, I had the, to stop. Game of Thrones. The Game of Thrones game was so bad, I had to stop playing it. Yeah, because I at no it. point is anything positive. It was literally play like playing something that made you want to shoot yourself. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe I don't know. I never got that far uh, in the game. Every, That's so dark. Every, every chapter was one of the children of the family, and they would get to a point where you had to make big decisions. And unlike you know, in Walking Dead, there's big decisions, and it'll be like, do I help the dog or do I let the dog die? And in Game of Thrones, it was like, do I kill the peasant or do I kill the royal person? Hmm. And no matter which choice you made, it was always bad, and it always bit you in the bit you in the ass, literally. And you were like, so there is no happy ending, and none of the and no matter what happened at the end of every chapter, you ended up having to the bad thing ended up happening either way anyway. So you made all these really bad choices that didn't matter. Yeah, but that's Game of Thrones, right? So, yeah, I'm just kidding. Uh, Game of Thrones is better written than that. Um, but it's the 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 one thing to to really nail down here in this conversation is that even though we've had our our problems with Telltale Games, it's it's it's, it's very it's, sad. It's very sad that a lot of these people uh, lost their jobs. Which brings us to the next point of of this topic is that people, including myself, are like, okay, this really sucks. But a lot of people have paid for a product 
the, the Walking Dead final season that theoretically is only going to have half the content delivered. We paid up front for that season pass. This might be the first time where we're going to see what happens when a season pass goes unfulfilled, you know? Yes. And this will be the first, this will be the first time this has ever happened, I think. And and ever. what, what, what is going, like, I'm just sitting here kind of like, I kind of want to see what happens here because whether they make those games or not make those games, those 275 people who lost their jobs still don't have they they don't have a job they they are they have to move on they can't sit here waiting to see what telltale games may or may not do you know they um on the telltale games twitter they had announced that they're looking at potential partners that are looking to wrap up the walking dead final season in some fashion and a lot of folks are thinking like well that could there, there's a lot of th- folks saying like oh this is amazing thank you thank you thank you but then a lot of other people are like uh so like, I started to write, you know, when I saw it, I started to write, oh, this is really great. I'm glad that they're going to ma- finish it. And then I thought, wait a minute. They already let all their developers go, even if they find this, somebody this, else to do it. This means they're going to sell the license to a third party that will finish the last two episodes. I don't think they and can sell the license. It's not theirs to sell, right? It's Skybounds. It's Skybounds, but they have the contract. They could sell their contract to another company to finish I, the game. I'd be surprised. Like if a company like goes belly up like this, I'd I would be surprised to hear if if, well, if they have I any think, sort of grasp. I on think it. Skybound. I think uh, legally speaking, why while it may be a gray area, I think it would be in Skybound's best interest to get a finished product. Yeah. To people, because if it doesn't get finished, because Telltale can't sell the license, sell their sell their development to another team to finish it's going to look bad on skybound because they're going to go well skybound could have let us have finish your game for you but they didn't well these are these are the only bankable games from the walking dead franchise that i can think of i know the mobile games do okay but they're and they're... there's that other game being done by um overkill overkill the payday guys have you seen that it it looks like kind of kind of like a 360 game, similar to what happened with that Survival Instincts or the other Walking Dead. It doesn't game. look good. It doesn't look good, man. I don't know, but but I mean specifically, it with doesn't the t- even look like a. It doesn't even look like a Walking Dead game. It looks like a generic zombie game. It looks like Payday are- in in the county, you know, like it it just yeah. uh, with zombies in it. But I, I think with the Telltale game stuff, it, you know, I ended up switching over and saying like, hopefully Telltale and these potential partners will be able to bring on some of the staff that lived, breathed, and literally did not sleep over developing The Walking Dead. Like, there's a lot of stories about crunch at Telltale Games and the way my they did their episodic is, my, stuff. My hope is, mm. I have a hope, that they're finishing this Netflix product. My hope is that maybe by finishing this Netflix product, they had the license to do a Stranger Things game. Yeah. Um, and that was supposed to be on the uh, the horizon for next year i would love to see someone like netflix come in and be like hey you know what we're gonna still give you these games we're gonna and and see that netflix use telltale as a way to broaden their own uh licenses Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like we get a stranger things game or we get uh an altered carbon game or something like that Something yeah. in that universe that would be fantastic. They already have the experience with the Marvel licenses. They could do something like I think. I think Telltale is an excellent. 
they've got a good brand. Um, they've, they've, they just, they need, they, they need a cleaning, you know, like, yeah. and I don't know if Netflix buying that company, I don't understand how buyouts work. Like, would they, could they replace the board? Could they clean house on that place? Like, it sounds like it's a deep clean uh, it, from a, from a, from a board as well as just a, you know, a company attitude, you know, um, but, but you know, I, I think crazy. I, to be honest, everything I've, I've, I've heard about why they went belly up has to do with, they made, they went too big too fast. Yeah. Cause they, I think, yeah, I was reading that, or maybe it was you that said the walking dead originally when it came out was, it was a huge hit. And then after that, each game slowly, you know, dwindled in terms of numbers. Yeah, yeah, instead of trying to focus on one or two titles a year, it became their goal to crank out three or four titles a year. And so their teams got spread thinner and thinner and thinner. And, and on top of that, they kept hiring more staff to make up for it to the point where they, they expanded too fast too quickly. Yeah, and I mean, I haven't played episode two yet. It is available. Um, you can, it I mean, if you own the season pass... It literally released the day. The well, it released yesterday after. on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, so, so a couple days after the announcement that people were closed, and a lot of people are saying, like, "Yep, you're going to get episode two, episode three, and four. They have some of the work done there, but it's they won't be released in in the foreseeable future or at all." Um, the last update Telltale put out was that they were looking at potential partners. Um, a lot of people are like questioning whether whether you should now quickly they took the walking dead final season off for you can't buy it now you can't get it on humble bundle steam any of the console stores they have paused sales um but if you did own it or when it does come back for sale how do you feel about buying a game that is being finished by or in association with a developer that I mean, they have an obligation to their customers to finish the product, right? Because they've taken our money. However, like, it's a weird gray area where do you buy the game once it goes back up for sale when they've said they're going to, like, I'm sure it'll go back up for sale once episode three is, like, is coming. You know, it's, I don't think the season goes back up for sale anytime soon until episode three is, like, it's happening. They released a whole schedule. This thing was supposed to be done by the end of the year. So they've got... A good chunk of content done they just need someone to wrap it up but lou as someone who hasn't purchased it yet do you buy this game when it goes back on for sale when you know that it's going to support a company that isn't going to support their 275 people who they let go like it's a weird scenario where if you really like i would never question anybody who who does one or the other i'm just curious like i have this moral quandary of like i've already bought it so i'm in I wouldn't I wouldn't buy it, and it wouldn't have to do with the fact that they had to let go of their 275 employees. I understand that. that they made a bad decision, then they made a bad call, and they're going to have to pay the price for that. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't support it just because of the sheer factor of all the bad press they're getting now and in general. If the, if the new team comes in and hires a bunch of those people back, maybe I would consider buying it. But I also don't like the direction those games have been going in general. So, right. it, it for me, it's it, the, the bigger question is: even if it is a finished product, is it a finished product anybody's going to want? Yeah, I I think the 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 most recent news 
is just that they've taken it down from sale. There's been no further update in terms of what they're doing with the with the final season. I plan to play episode two. I'll, I'll report back on it next week or the next time we record. But all reviews have stated that episode two, some of the best work done by Telltale Games, which is just super duper unfortunate. Like it just adds to an already shitty situation and that they might have been heading towards a scenario where they actually give a proper swan song to the flagship franchise from Telltale Games and they're not going to be able to finish like how and and don't even get me started on The Wolf Among Us 2 being cancelled or even a Stranger Things game I was looking forward to both those things uh, especially since they were going to be on a new engine um, but man it's just such just gut-wrenching news to, to read this when it when it got announced last week I was so <laughs> bummed about it yeah, it was definitely a punch in the gut. And when I saw it, I was like, I, I've griped before that I thought the Telltale was in trouble or that I didn't like the direction they were going. And I felt like I might have been the minority because they kept pumping out games and kept pumping out games and kept pumping out games. And so I thought maybe I was the minority, that I was the only person not enjoying what they were doing. And them to go bankrupt like this made me go, oh, Maybe I wasn't alone in my gripes. Yeah, I um, I, I honestly think that you know a lot of a lot of people did kind of see this writing on the wall, but but I think internally at the company, they it just oh we'll, we'll we'll make it. We always do, and and people weren't talking about it, and and a lot of the, the like the reading up a bit on the the state, um, the the, the state laws and the federal laws. It's some really, really dastardly, you know, pile of poop that they're in with this things because it sounds now there is a clause in the federal side of it where if announcing up like giving people a 60 day warning would tarnish a business deal. So that could kind of fall in line, but the state law doesn't have that. So yeah. that's where it gets a little sticky for Telltale Games and that they could probably, you know, wiggle their way out of federal issues, but state issues it sounds like they're they're in for it so um yeah but we'll we'll keep reporting on it i think that it's going to be a story that develops over the coming weeks especially with you know the walking dead being such a large franchise and tells it and in it being such a large layoff um yeah but yeah let's well, uh will you get anything else to say on on the telltale topic uh no i think we're good cool well let's move into fear the walking dead i know we're behind uh, by quite a few weeks, so we're going to try to catch up a little bit. Bob wishes he could have been here to to discuss these episodes because I think they're pretty spot on. We're going to be talking about three episodes today: episodes ten, eleven, and twelve. Close your eyes, the code, and week. So, without further ado, let's kick it off. With Close your eyes, in which we last left our heroes with a huge storm. They all got separated, and this episode focuses on Alicia being stuck in a house with Charlie. Uh, Lou, what did you think about this one? Uh, of the three episodes we're going to talk about, this was actually my favorite. Yeah. It, it, it really um, dealt with the Alicia, you know, handling some pretty dark demons and in, in, in the yeah. terms of her brother's killer, you know? Right. So when this episode began, I was expecting to be really annoyed from beginning to end because I was like, oh, so the entire episode is going to be Alicia and Charlie locked in a house and Alicia's going to want to kill her. And Charlie's gonna like I was expecting Charlie to be a dick dickhead kid because that's what we've always gotten with this show. 
is the kid never learns the lesson. The kid is a jerk from beginning to end. Then it's that and the other thing. And as soon as Charlie looked like she was going to want to kill herself because she feels guilty for the things that she's done, I was like, oh, this episode is definitely going to go in a, diff- a direction different from what I was expecting. And the fact that Alicia didn't pull her punches and was like, yeah, I'm not going to forgive you. And as the episode slowly goes on, they end up trapped in the basement that's flooding and they're going to drown. And uh, Charlie begs Alicia to shoot her because she doesn't want to turn into one of those things. And the whole episode was heart wrenching. Like I was, I, I don't normally get like taken in by stuff like this, but I was like, wow, maybe they're going to kill Charlie off. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, She really did want to go. She was, she almost fed herself to that, that zombie that was hanging off the limb there. eh, For a while. I was like, I was like, wow, maybe they're going to, they're going to kill the kid off. And then as soon as they don't kill them and they get rescued, it was like the two characters bonded. And I was like, you know what? This is a, this is an interesting relationship for them to approach going forward. You know, it's almost like Alicia is going to become the big sister or mother figure for Charlie. I mean, deep down, she can. I, I mean, Alicia, I, Alicia's brother was still killed in, in cold blood. But, but at the end of the day, I always argued that Charlie. It was you could argue tit for tat. You could also argue self defense. I mean, he had just killed right. what was essentially her surrogate brother, um, right? With from the vultures, and uh, I mean, you can kind of you can kind of see that side of things. But at the end of the day, like, yeah, it's tough. But Alicia is a is a is is a smart character in this show and and i think she realizes by remembering her mother's you know uh last words like no one's gone till they're gone is kind of like well we we got to stick together with this stuff right yeah but it, it so, was a really I mean, good not, self-contained episode like it's not, there was not a whole lot that happened it no. was literally them boarding up the house uh charlie tried to hurt herself alicia stopped her that you know th- there wasn't a whole lot that happened here but it was all heart wrenching, all driven, and I loved seeing the storm. Yeah, I thought that the storm was such a cool idea because it wasn't zombie. It wasn't zombie. It wasn't Sharknado with zombie. It was more like the zombies were being driven by the storm. And at one point, there was a moment where the wind picked up and it sucked a bunch of the zombies away at the last minute, and I thought that was really cool. Because yeah. I was worried they were going to do the thing, and it was like, oh, this is a zo- the storm is going to throw zombies at the house, and they never did that. No, I, I, I thought they handled the, uh, you know, a natural disaster very well, and I think this is the first time in the Walking Dead AMC franchise that we've seen a natural disaster. A- am I wrong? Like maybe a month. I think line? we've, I think we've seen a storm before, yeah. but I don't think we've seen a hurricane. Yeah, maybe like a strong storm. I, I do remember, yeah, a couple instances of that. And obviously, like forest fires, we've seen some strong fires with the, you know, the um, before the all out war stuff. But I mean, a hurricane, I, I mean, I would kind of like in terms of natural disasters, you've got earthquakes, uh, landslides, you know, hurricanes, you got volcanoes, tornadoes. tornadoes yes. So you get your five, right? This is the first in the top five, I think. Like, it's got to be. Yeah. I would love to see Earthquake, honestly. I think that would be really interesting. That'd um, be really interesting, but I also think that uh, the the hurricane thing is such a common phenomenon here on, here on the East Coast mm. that we get more of those than you get her- earthquakes, you know? I, mean, I think yeah. the next 
the next thing I'd love to see is a blizzard, but that's just me. Well, we, we might have to wait for our spinoff for that one. But uh, in in the next episode, after we leave uh, Alicia and Charlie, we go to the code, which focuses on Morgan. After he and Alicia split up, he he basically hid in a in the back of a transport truck, and he wakes up and the truck has been moved. The truck the truck moved and he's now at a truck stop, uh, <laughs> which is I thought was just it was kind of a funny. Yeah, moment. it was one of those things where I didn't realize the truck had moved until he went, I think I'm in Mississippi. And yeah, I he went, looks at a map and uh, he kind of... And, and I went, and I went, oh, he's been on... Somebody was driving that truck? Like, I think I had the same realization he did at exactly the same moment, which doesn't normally happen in shows. I was expecting him to get out of the truck and just be where he was. And I was like, wait... I don't remember there being a truck stop where he was. He would have went and hid in the truck stop, not the back of the truck. And it was like, oh, because he wasn't in front of a truck. Like, it, it was really neat how they did that. My favorite part, and I think we talked about this on Discord after I watched this episode, is that it finally addresses my biggest concern about post-apocalyptic content. Where do you go to the bathroom? No, no, we're not talking about number ones. We're talking about number twos. We're talking about toilet paper, TP. How does it go? You pulling over a log? Well, it turns out Morgan finally finds a toilet and we learn how he poops after 10 years of not pooping. Turns out you wait for you until you find a working toilet. And I'm honestly, that's how I would work in the post-apocalyptic world. I would wait until I found a toilet. Um, so I, I respect that, Morgan. Very good. So he's like pooping on a toilet and and he's it, <laughs> there's some great interviews out there where where the, the, you know, Lenny James, the guy who plays uh, Morgan, is saying, like, you know, they came to me and they were, like, all awkward. Like, okay, we need you to, we need you to sit on this toilet and, and, you know, pretend to go to the bathroom or pretend to be be going to the bathroom. And uh, he's like, yeah, I'm British. I, I'm naked all the time on TV. This will be fine. <laughs> you know? And it wasn't even that bad. It was tastefully done. He's just he's just sitting with his trousers down and, and reading a magazine, of all things. And, and someone... Yeah. So uh, Wendell, the character that gets introduced, he knocks on the door. He's got a shotgun. And he's in a wheelchair, and or he knocks or something. And and Morgan's like, uh, "Oh, just give me a minute or or something." <laughs> and then he starts. He keeps reading the newspaper. I I thought that was really good. The, the the beginning of this episode, from what I remember, was really cool. It was like it added that that layer of humor we haven't seen in any of the Walking Dead in in quite a few seasons. I would say that this episode in general was unpredictable because. Uh, it did not go in a direction I was expecting. So it was the, the the whole message between this is there's boxes that say, take what you need, leave what you don't. Mm-hmm. And then we stumble upon our two new characters. Um, uh, what were their names? Wendell and Sarah. Is it Sarah? Yeah. So and they're so like, they say they're brothers. Oh, they're adopted siblings. Yeah. They're, they, they, they say they're adopted siblings. And, they're supposed to be driving around in these trucks, leaving these supplies. And I thought that was a neat idea. And then they give Morgan a truck and a bunch of supplies. And he's supposed to be going back to Texas so he can rescue his friends. And all I kept thinking was the, the whole time was, this is a really neat and clever idea. And then when, when Morgan gets to the bridge and he panics, and he decides not to go, and he turns around. Because none of them was... wanted to go to Alexandria, right? Like, that was his main sticking point, yeah. isn't it? None of them wanted yeah. to leave. Um, and I was really disappointed that he turned around. 
Mm-hmm. And I was disappointed. But the bigger twist came when he meets back up with Sarah and Wendell. And we find out they're not the people we thought they were either. It was surprising. It was not what I was expecting. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was a it was a solid episode, and and when Morgan, you know, he basically radios Sarah and Wendell back, saying like, "Hey, the bridge is out. Uh, where can we meet up? Uh, I'd like to go to Virginia." And they give him a meet up spot, but he ends up finding a new character. So this this episode was all about introducing us to new characters, basically the reset of Fear the Walking Dead, as far as we we know with these episodes here. But he meets Jim. Um, and Jim explains that he had just been kidnapped for his beer recipes. And again, with the humor of this episode, he begins to explain why beer is the thing that keeps the world running and why it's important he lives because he has this really great beer recipe. I I, I really dug that. Again, like pooping on toilets, beer. It, two of these and common I, things that we will take for granted in the post-apocalyptic world. Well, and not just that, but it was heartening. Because everything is so dour all the time. Yeah. And even though Morgan was in danger at one point and they left him stranded on a car and it was like, yeah, he's going to get away eventually. And, you know, like, even though all of that kept happening, it still never left you feeling like it wasn't our previous villains where it was like, we're going to kill everybody. It was like, these are people just trying to get by and maybe they screwed him over, but it wasn't malicious. It wasn't like they were screwing him over to steal his stuff. It was, yeah, no bad choices. We're just trying to stay alive. Yeah. You can either come with us or you can be left behind. Yeah. Because well, they, uh, they get to the meeting point and then Jim basically tries to run away because he recognizes Sarah as the kidnapper. Yeah. And then basically Wendell gets them at gunpoint and puts them in the back of the truck and ties them up because they discuss Virginia and and the community and basically like, Hey, we should all go, but we're going to tie you up. It it, it made sense in the episode. I I mean, to me, it was, it was fine the way they, they had figured it out, but to try to re explain it kind of sounds a little silly, but it was like they kidnapped them, but they're like good kidnappers because they explain like, we just kidnapped him because we wanted the beer recipe, but he wouldn't give it to us. So he ran away. It's not our fault. He was tied up when he ran away. You know, yeah, it was it was really well done. It was, you it was never good. got the impression that they were going to get the recipe and kill him. You no. got the idea that they were on it, just wanted the recipe and then they were going to uncuff him and leave him or, you know? or get him to make the beer. Right. Like they right. they, they it, wanted a way to figure this out on their own. It well. never seemed like they were like, yeah, we just wanted the recipe for ourselves because then we were going to kill him. It was it, it, it. They feel like a couple of like. They feel like a couple of swindlers. They don't feel like a couple of murderers. Yeah. Yeah, and and the thing is... And in general, general, hmm. they stole that guy's truck. But their thing was, yeah, we didn't steal that truck. And, like, we didn't want to leave him to die. But we needed to get out of where we were, so we stole his truck. Because we got to keep... We got to stay alive. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It never... It wasn't like, yeah, we, we stole that guy's truck. Hope he's dead. It was... I hope we can find him. I hope he found another truck, you know. Yeah, now the one dastardly thing is they they end up uh getting stuck uh and there's a there's a 
there's a there's a herd and then Jim and Morgan are both tied up but Jim accidentally knocks Morgan off a, off the path and into the herd and he has to climb yep. up onto a car um, in which Sarah says like give us the location of the community and I'll help you out Morgan gives him the community uh, information but they still leave him which leads to the to the major zombie set piece of this episode where Morgan is trying to escape uh, these zombies that have that have you know kept him you know, marooned on top of this car. And he is still, you know, his hands are still tied too. And he doesn't have a weapon uh, to kind of free himself. So I thought that was a really, you know, harrowing kind of like it was a really, It was moment. a really nervous thing. But when they didn't come to help him, it wasn't because they didn't want to. It was because the guy in the wheelchair goes, I can't help. And, then, and then Jim. Jim's useless. Goes, Jim's like, I've been hiding in a shack for the last like, three years uh drinking beer and i don't know how to fight these things and then what's her name and then sarah's like well i'm not gonna go do it by myself like it wasn't it didn't seem like it it was not malicious it was seemed like their intention was sorry man bad luck better luck next time you know what i mean true it was still a dick move but it wasn't like oh sorry we're gonna leave you for dead they literally do have a discussion about going and helping him and being like no never mind yeah and and that leads to 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 the point where he does escape and he and he ends up meeting back up with them and saying like okay because uh sarah realizes like oh you gave me a dumb address right like it it, it was just gonna lead us in circles um but Morgan says, like, okay, if you help me get my friends in Texas, because they called their bluff on the bridge, it wasn't out, you you just chickened out, um, then I'll, then we'll all go to Virginia. Uh, but this episode, nobody died. Yeah. Uh, you know, nobody died on screen. They're, at the end of the episode, we get the, you know, I don't know what they're calling her, but we get our glimpse at the bad lady, or what is perceived to be the, the bad girl, or the, the bad, the villain of this half of the season. Um and uh, we learn a little bit more about her in the next episode. Her, her name's name is Martha. Martha. Yeah. Yeah. And and at the end of the episode, she basically has this guy Purvis. Uh, I don't know if he we've was met the Purvis guy before. Purvis is the guy who was driving the truck. Was it? Yes. Mm. That's why she writes on him. Take what you uh, what you need. Leave what you want. Is she said that you were weak, Purvis? You were trying to help those that can't help themselves. This is what you get. And she killed him and made him a zombie. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. And so she's hunting them down because she, her weird point of view seems to be that, uh, this, that you shouldn't be helping the weak. Yeah. I think, I think Purvis is is a truck driver because i mean you know just just to flash forward a little bit like there is more than there's there's more than one there's a bit of a network and they do get into that with with uh with the code uh they talk a bit about the code in in this episode that there's this network of drivers but yeah purvis is one of the one of the drivers and and basically they she condemns him by by writing this message and and saying that that he is weak which brings us to the final episode we're going to discuss which is called weak uh premiered all the way on september 2nd this was my least favorite of the episodes that we're going to talk about. Yeah, it. You know, and I'm. I want to make a guess here. Did it have to do with the fact that Al keep kept putting people in danger over her van, like her uh, unhealthy was, obsession with her van? That was part of it. Okay. Um. 
I thought it was annoying that uh, my thought process was you can't tell me in they're in the middle of a field. I've been on my foot feet for a day. You can travel a lot of ground in half a day. And you're telling me they can't find any diesel for this truck in a half a day's walk in any direction. The, like it just seemed to me compared to other situations we have found our, that, that our heroes have found themselves in. It seemed, felt kind of like lazy writing. We need an excuse for this truck to be stationed here. So we're going to make sure that they can't find any gas. Whereas in previous seasons, gas never seems to be an issue, but it is today. Because we need an excuse for them to be stuck. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh I I like uh you know June and and Althea's sort of sort of story I, here, but I liked their interaction. Like, I have no gripes with that. I thought they nailed it. Uh, you know, Althea not l wanting to leave the truck really has more to do with the things in the truck than it does the truck. You know what I mean? And I thought that that was an interesting idea for us to, to, uh, to get. But I also felt that they kept doing this stupid thing where... Morgan was talking on the radio and they could hear him, but he couldn't hear them. Or they then he could hear somebody, but he couldn't they couldn't hear him. And it just felt like the whole episode was full of up, up, nope, nope, up, up, nope, nope. And it was just it that part of the episode annoyed me. It felt like it was an excuse to drag it out for the entire episode. Basically, with this portion of the episode with, with June and Althea, like I only remember snippets where they leave the truck because there's no gas. They go to try to find gas. And when they come back, the truck's gone. And Althea is sick. Uh, or, or getting getting very sick. They they think it's just a bug because they, they don't have any food or water. They run out of it in the truck. And, and you're right. It was just an excuse for them to go off on their own so they could lose the truck. Um, essentially, well, Walking Dead, you know, again, Walking Dead 101. My, my, my whole gripe with this whole episode is everything about it feels like lazy writing. So they can't find any gas within a half day's journey. Literally, at one point, June said that she traveled as far as she could for a single day. And that they've, they've scavenged everything they can, is what mm -hmm. she says, within a half day's travel. So we need to go out further. Literally, as soon as they get what... what Feels like a half day's travel. Someone steals the truck with gas. And that just feels like, well, if they couldn't find any gas. So you're telling me that this guy was running around with a gallon, uh, with a tank of diesel? Because he got his diesel from somewhere. You know, yeah. like everything about it just feels like we need an excuse for them to have a car chase. Let's have a car chase. We need to have the, an excuse for why they're stuck. We got to find an excuse for that. Like everything about it just feels very lazy. Like they needed to get them to point A to point B, but they didn't know how to get them there without like, we need to make this interesting because the last two episodes have been kind of boring. And it was like, no, the last two episodes have been character development. Mm -hmm. This feels boring. Yeah. And, 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 you know, they, I don't think they get, do they get the truck back? I don't think they get, the, they don't get they the do. truck back. They do. 
okay, maybe. But don't they lose it again? Um, yeah. They get it back, they lose it, they get it back, and then they end up leaving it to go find Morgan. Right. She finally gives up because cause June was going to leave Al with the truck, and then Al was like, no, nah, I'll come with you instead. Um, yeah, they ga- I think they gathered all their supplies into the pickup rather than leaving it in the truck. Oh, right, because the truck runs out of gas again, and that's how that's how June catches up with what's-his-face. Uh, I forget what his name was. It was an interesting, it was an interesting exchange between you know June and this and the man that you know because because the man has June at gunpoint and then they have a conversation about how like hey you can come with us I know of a community we can you you and then he says I'll just be the guy who pointed a gun at you and then the roles reverse at the end I think of the episode and I thought that was really it was it was really interesting he goes uh, he goes I'll just be the guy that points a gun at you. And then when it comes to push, make push comes to shove, and you have to make the hard decision, you're going to leave me behind. And she goes like, she says something like, in other words, like we won't know that if it does if we don't get to that point, and show me that you're better than that. And he's like, nope, because nobody's better than that. And so then she takes the gun from him. And she's and, and and the roles get reversed, and you get the vibe that she doesn't want to do it, mm-hmm. but she feels like she has to because obviously he hasn't learned his lesson. And then at the end of the episode, she meets up with him on the radio, and she goes, "Hey, you heard me on the radio before. Are you out there?" And he's like, "Yeah." And she gives him directions on how to find them, and he follows the directions. To the wrong mile marker that's been mislabeled so that Martha can kill him. And here's the thing about Martha that I, I don't think, again, has been done in The Walking Dead uh, that I remember. And um, it probably has been done. But she's eavesdropping on all these people on the radio. You know, she's She doesn't feel like a villain. She feels like The Walking Dead's equivalent of a serial killer. Yeah, actually, that's a really good way of putting it. I I, I was gonna just say she's chaos, but you're right. She is a serial serial killer. She's got, she's she's got a repeatable, you know, action in killing her victims, and that is of of taking over a pet. And I will state right now mm-hmm. for the moment of the show, I have not watched beyond this episode, so I don't know where she's going. I don't know if she has any followers, but if she has followers that are helping her do this, I'm gonna lose interest in her real quick. I, I mean, she doesn't have followers. I've watched about an episode and a half ahead of this. And I, I mean, these aren't spoilers. These are just to ease your, your mind. She doesn't have followers yet or per se uh, that I've seen. She seems to carry one pet at a time. Her backstory is in is explored in an episode which tries to explain what's wrong with her. And I, and I don't think it's a spoiler because, it, I mean, the episode's already aired. But it, it kind of, the way they explain it is that She's like Morgan when he was lost, except crazier, I guess. And she kind of goes off the deep end in a way where she feels like people, like she says this in the, in this episode when Purvis, you know, she, she kills Purvis with the other leashed uh, walker that she had from the end of the last episode and writes on him, writes on his face, people you know, which I mean, I don't know, whatever, and uh, says you won't be weak anymore. Meaning, like, now that he's a zombie, he won't be weak. And he's weak because he was taking help from the boxes or from June or Althea. Uh, and that is weakness. 
which which yeah. doesn't stand in the apocalypse. Um, so now Martha has Quinn as as this uh, this new pet, and 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 we go from there. But like I, I think it's it's really like we had a conversation about this and that like this 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 half season may have been just better as a road show like a road trip. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sold on her yet as a villain. I have not seen enough for her to, uh, to to be a be of consequence. But if she's just a lone person killing people and they figure that out, the, uh, why they don't just put a bullet in her, I don't understand. Yeah, from what I've if 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 the if the season becomes they're trying to save her, I'll be very disappointed. You. Uh... <laughs> I haven't got that far, but I've read a little bit about it. You you might not be a fan. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. I, I haven't watched the episode yet. I've just heard rumblings about like the penultimate episode. Um, but uh, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. The, what I have seen so far, she's okay. She's just a lost soul. But she is killing people. She's, she's, she's lost. But remember, Morgan was lost, and Rick took... Now, Morgan wasn't killing people, but... Uh, but he, but he Morgan, certainly, well, he was killing Morgan, people. Morgan may have killed people, but, yeah. He was killing he bad wasn't, people? He, was, like, he wasn't hunting them down and killing them. It was people found him, and they didn't leave him alone, and so he killed them. This lady seems like she's intentionally hunting people down and causing chaos and killing people. And I can get that. But I don't think she's a villain that can last more than a couple of episodes. Like she's got to be done by the end of the season. Yeah. Like I don't see her as a returning villain next year. Oh no 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 no. She's she's, she's got to be, be done. Like they'll they'll resolve her. Uh... Yeah, they'll resolve they'll resolve that for sure. I um personally looking forward to seeing where this goes. Uh, it's looking like Morgan is trying to get back to Alexandria. How they end this season might might dictate what season, you know, uh, f- The Walking Dead looks like. Uh, if if they get the time jump that we are being that's being reported, um, it might it might really illustrate how how much of a shit road trip this is going to be for Morgan. Because if he doesn't show up after like the the reported like five year time jump, then clearly he doesn't make it. And that's that to me is a big spoiler. So it'll be interesting to see what they do as these shows. These shows are literally companion shows now. Like they're not spinoffs. They're companion shows. Like they are one and the right. same. Um, and I know I've seen the articles, you know, talk a bit more about that as, as, as it appears to have fear, the walking dead going back to the walking dead. Um, I would love to see what I'd really like to see is I would really like to see Morgan meet up with these truck drivers that are running the routes. And I would love to see the route reach to Alexandria and us find out at the end of this season or like, like the beginning of next season, Hey, Morgan has a truck route that comes out here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. For trade supplies. That would be fantastic. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it ends. Um, there's one more episode airing this Sunday, and then that's the end of the season. And you're looking at you're looking at The Walking Dead returning next week. So won't be long now until we t- we we see where Morgan's journey is going to take him. I I think personally, I want to lay it down here right now. I think we get 
a pretty strong indication of what season five, obviously we get a strong indication of what season five of Fear the Walking Dead looks like. Fear the Walking Dead has always left us with a very clear, here's where we're going next season. You know, And and the other thing I want to state is I don't think we're going to lose Morgan at any point this season. Mm -mm. Uh, The showrunners have said, and and AMC has said, he is now the new show lead. Yeah, this is his show, basically. That's this is why his he, show now. That's why he, he jumped over, like, because he got the chance to be the lead. Although one could argue with Rick leaving, Morgan probably could have easily stepped up on The Walking Dead as well. But um, it made sense for his character. But it'll be interesting to see where this goes. I think we get a really strong indication of where Season 5 is going to take us. Um, and, and maybe they won't. I don't think they're going to back down from going to Alexandria, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. And, and maybe... Well, we haven't seen any Fear the Walking Dead characters uh, get reported on set at The Walking Dead, so I don't anticipate them going, them getting back to Alexandria for The Walking Dead Season 9. But, hey, we've been surprised before. Sound stages are a wonderful thing. Uh, yep. Lou, that's going to do it for this week. I'm really appreciative that we were able to, to get this uh, together. Uh, Bob, if you're listening, hopefully work is treating you well and, and we'll get back to uh, being a full crew in the near future, especially with The Walking Dead coming up. Uh, we really, really do want to discuss Fear the Walking Dead um, as a whole crew, and we hope to do that next week, but definitely don't want to miss the premiere of The Walking Dead uh, in the next couple weeks. So uh, everybody send your well wishes on Twitter to Bob and let him know that, that you miss him. Lou, thank you so much for... Uh, for being here tonight, any any final words uh, before I kick into this outro here? I kind of I pour gotta... one out for pour one out for Telltale tonight. Oh yeah, oh man, I I don't know if I should play episode two or if I should just like kind of sit on it for a bit. I'm uh, so torn. From what I understand, is the team that worked on that is saying don't play it. Really, I've heard the yeah. opposite. Like, why would they not want me to play something they like? They literally because they're not getting paid. They didn't get paid to make it. Well, did they got? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. They did not get severance. You're right, and they worked a lot of overtime. No, that's a well, that's a bummer. Anyways, if you want to discuss the Telltale closure, you can go to the Zamp Discord, bit.ly/zamp Discord. Also, want to thank the patrons over at Patreon.com/slash/ZombiesAteMyPodcast. You can support the show directly by going there and supporting the show. Uh, go to our website, ZombiesAteMyPodcast.com, for all the links. You can email us info at ZombiesAteMyPodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. If you want to bug individual hosts on Twitter, you can follow myself at R Murphy, Lou at Busy Zombie Lord, and Bob at Bobard F. Finally, a quick shout out to Joel Duggan for the artwork. You can find more of his great stuff over at JoelDuggan at that com. Lou, I'm going to toss it over to you again. Come on, let's go out on a high note. Give me some positivity. Morgan got to kill some zombies.